The woman's head mounted on your wall is also a great conversation piece. Right. Hello and welcome to another week of weirdness. I wish I was talking about this podcast, but I'm really not. Hope everyone's okay. Hope everyone's, you know, getting by. I'm really feeling for a lot of people out there, people I know and uh, that are financially affected by what's going on with gigs cancelled, casual employment cancelled, all that sort of thing. I really, really hope that some sort of um, aid is coming from the government. Um, but they've obviously just wrapped their head around being able to give out stimulus packages as a concept, let alone one big enough to deal with all the hardship that people are going to no doubt face over the few next few months. So fingers crossed there, it's got to happen really. You know, we talk about panic buying and make jokes about toilet paper and so on, and it's always confused me a little that... The paper products were the thing that people went crazy about originally. I would have thought that the first thing to be cleared out if there was fear that everyone would be locked down would be bottle shops. So in that regard, uh, strangely enough, some elephants are ahead of the curve there in uh, this week in China, in the Yunnan province. Some elephants uh, taking advantage of the fact that everyone's on lockdown. They came across a village that was didn't have uh, anyone in there, anyone uh, around. So these 14 elephants kind of broke into the village looking for food. What they found was a 30 kilo keg of corn wine. After drinking the lot, the elephants were pretty much smashed. Uh, two of the males passed out drunk in the tea gardens nearby. So, yeah, I mean, they've got the right idea, I guess, about how to deal with this situation. Let's learn from these elephants. No, I can't really endorse people drinking themselves. Silly to as a way of dealing with this situation. But, you know, they say elephants are intelligent animals. Uh, maybe we can learn something from them. Oh, I suppose, are they that intelligent, really, if they're drinking corn wine? How bloody horrible does that sound? Ever had corn wine? Get in touch. Find us on the social channels. DM me your corn wine experiences. And here we are. I've got another guest and I'm very delighted. To have this guest. It's a guest I look at every day. It's a guest I love very much. It's my wife, Mish. Mish, hello. Hello, hello. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. You saved the best till last. Till last? What, am I being cancelled after this? I thought this was the end of the season. Oh. <laughs> I hadn't said that, ladies and gentlemen, so maybe that's some projection going on there. I'm being told something I should be doing, I guess. Um, and I've set myself up for very high expectations. Yeah, well, yeah. season finales always go out with a bang. Mm. So 
you've been very supportive and I thank you very much for that. You uh, have given me great feedback along the line. This is obviously a podcast about weirdness. Mm-hmm. Let's get to know you a little better. Tell us something weird that's happened to you. Uh, look, the times being what they are, I can't help but have a bit of coronavirus themes happening this evening. Something weird that's happened to me recently is just purely a visual that I think is going to stay with me the rest of my life. I was in a medical centre a couple of days ago just for a very banal procedure. I just had to get a little freckle on my leg biopsied because it was a bit sus about possible skin cancer. Very, very much a non-event except in the times that we're in I was obviously given the third degree about my movements and health, etc. upon entering the clinic and advised to sanitise my hands with the gel. And then I'm sitting in the waiting room and waiting. And uh, then next minute, the sliding doors to the centre open and the woman who's about to perform the biopsy on my leg comes running in and crowing like, holding a four pack of toilet paper (laughs) above her head like she's just won the sweepstakes. Ran past me and continued into her office. Right. So through the waiting room. Through the waiting room. Where yes. potential patients are obviously well, sitting. More than potential, they're actual <laughs> patients. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, it's a little disturbing how quickly the veneer of kind of uh, medical professionalism slips away, <laughs> isn't it? A four pack of toilet paper is all it takes, apparently. Wow. <laughs> I imagine her, you know sitting there with people going in, talking about dire things that are happening to them and her just kind of fantasizing about, you know, two-ply. Yeah, she's just looking past them over their shoulder at that four-pack, which was sitting on her desk (laughs) (laughs) during the procedure. So her um, medical accreditations come down off the wall and the toilet paper goes up in a pride of place. Yeah, she was very pleased with herself, (laughs) to say the very least. But, yeah, I think... All right, I'm going to start, as always, with a weird law that I've found. I do enjoy those. And this is a law from California, USA, which, as far as I could tell, was is still in place. I'm happy to be contradicted, but animals are banned from mating publicly within uh, 1,500 feet of a tavern, school, or place of worship. Okay? Okay, and what's going to happen to these animals should they mate within that distance? Well, I imagine like a, a SWAT team comes in and... and Will they be fine? <laughs> Will they be forced to do some community service? Or? I, I, I just immediately thought of some randy dogs with some handcuffs on. Yeah? Yeah. You'd need double handcuffs probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, well, hang on, that begs the question, if you're trying to handcuff a dog, mm. are you handcuffing two front paws and two back paws or... A front to back and front to back on both sides. I was immediately imagining two front, two back, but yeah. now I'm questioning I, that. I think the second option would be kind of more debilitating for a dog, wouldn't you? Uh, well, they do that sort of, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because they do like the front and opposite back mm. per step. Yeah. Mm. We couldn't handcuff them, handcuff them in a crisscross motion under their belly, I guess, in diagonally <laughs> across the. Across the thing. But, yeah, here's a question. Why do you think the th- those three places particularly were chosen? School, I under- you understand that. You mm-hmm. don't want kids mm. watching Randy Animals. Tavern? Well, you don't want drunk people watching Randy Animals. It might give them ideas. No. <laughs> 
and places of worship. Like, well, it's just not godly to watch animals humping outside your church, is it? But it isn't, isn't that how God designed it to happen? I mean, you don't have to go through any kind of ceremonies before you get into any action when you're an animal. You don't have to, you know, declare love before God. You just kind of get into it, don't you? Mm. I would have thought that animals rutting mm. near a place of worship would have been a sign of God's plan at work. Like he's, that's... Well, but having said that, if people rutted outside a place of worship, that is also God's plan, isn't it? It's the idea of this being policed, a dog in a kind of interrogation room <laughs> with detectives kind of bad cop, good copying it, mm. trying, to, trying to get to the bottom of the situation. But look, as with any of these laws, I, I, I read a lot about it and I, I try and read from a few different sources. If I see it from a few different sources, I just assume it's correct. I just wasn't aware of laws relating to animals because the enforceability is my immediate question. Well, yeah, yeah. So, are there animal jails for randy dogs and cats and yeah. pigeons and? Yeah. What if if they're strays, then the owner can't be fined. Then you know, maybe the owner gets fined for their randy animal on the street copulating in front of the church. Yeah, and well, you can't follow a dog around with a rolled up newspaper all day. You know, it's true. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you a little story and then I'm going to ask you to tell me something. How does that sound? That sounds very much the the standard the way mode the, of show the show yeah, operates. Yep. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that you, uh, I was talking before about you being supportive of the show, particularly in the first episode, you uh, really enjoyed the eel oh, talk I that we had. I loved that story. Yeah. So we were talking about Crassus, a Roman consul who had a pet eel that uh, he adored so much he bought jewellery for it. So I thought what I'd do is just find uh, another kind of eel story. Oh, for, thank you, you. for you, if you wouldn't mind too much. I assume this one doesn't involve piercing eels. So. Well, n- no, but it might involve eels piercing something else. Okay. How about that? That sounds a bit Marty Bush, but sure. Nasal membranes, oh, for example. Oh, my God. Jeez. All right. So, please. looking up weird eel facts, and apparently uh, some snails snort eels. Snails snort eels. Did I say snails? Yes. All right, I'm going to go again. <laughs> Uh, and apparently, seals snort eels. Oh, like for pleasure, like the teenage ones do it like a drug? Yeah, so they've got to, that's what, the, what they're trying to find out. So it is a uh, Hawaiian monk seal. Uh, they're an endangered seal. And apparently the juvenile Hawaiian monk seals, quite a few of them have been found with eels stuck up their noses. Right. See, that's as far as I ever heard about this story, so I'm very interested to find out more. All right. Well, I found a great article about it. I think I'll just read you some snippets from that because it's just uh, it's really well written and enjoyable. Okay. A, uh, a few years ago, scientist Charles Littman received an email. It set him on a brave quest that, unlike the movies, never came to a satisfying close. Littman, fellow scholars and veterinarians are still dumbstruck about why seals snort eels. <laughs> Every, it's fun to say. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> Even when you say sneals. <laughs> Every now and again, a seal was found with an eel stuck up its nose. This always happened on a remote northwestern Hawaiian island, and the species was always a juvenile Hawaiian monk seal. All the eels were very long and very dead. <laughs> None of the seals appeared stressed. 
about their hood ornaments, i.e. having a needle stuck up its nose. Now, this is a fine kettle of fish for the endangered Hawaiian monk seals. For reasons no one can explain, their, their eels are ending up in the seal snouts, hanging out like something that should have been mopped away with a sturdy hanky. It's a real phenomenon, according to the scientists at the government's Hawaiian Monk Seal Research Project. Can I just ask you, is, are they implying that the eels snorting is killing the seals? Or is this just... No, the eels, the eels are dead. No, but are the seals endangered dead? because of the snorting? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think it's that. Are they just finding them alive with the eels in their nose? Yeah, and okay. not, they're not, not dead. Not caring. Right. Not not giving a bugger that they've well, got an eel stuck up their nose. Maybe it's like, you know, the fashion. Yeah. Okay. So so rather than snorting eels for any pleasure, they're kind of trying to make a little nose ring out of them. It's like mm. the seal version of the onion of the belt in 19 Dickety 2. <laughs> the problem is for the eels, not the seals. They've been found stuck up juvenile seals' noses on multiple occasions over the past four years or so, and they don't live to be snorted again. Fortunately for the endangered seals, they've all been okay after the eels were removed from their snouts and don't seem to have suffered any side effects from their puzzling predicament. The eel in the seal... God, it is hard. This eel in the seal snout thing could be an anomaly. In the nearly 40 years that we've been working to monitor and protect endangered Hawaiian monk seals, we've only started seeing eels in noses in the last few years, researchers with the project of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration wrote. Yet, our researchers have observed this phenomenon three or four times now. We don't know if this is just some strange statistical anomaly or if we will see more eels in seals in the future. Dr. Seuss kind of uh, work aside, it seems like there's a lot of kind of joy in the coupling of the words eels and seals going on here. I think it's a fad. I think it's a, a fad amongst adolescent seals. <laughs> so uh, what, like leather jackets yeah, in the 50s? Yeah, very much yeah, like yeah. leather jackets. Yes. Right. It could be that eels are in the right place at the wrong time and that the young seals are just bad hunters. Hawaiian monk seals don't have hands, so they hunt with their faces. During foraging, a seal shoves its mouth and nose into the crevices of coral reefs, under rocks or into the sand to find prey, including eels, octopuses and other fish. Or the researchers suggest in a post on the NOAA Fisheries website it could be the seal swallowed the eel and regurgitated it, something seals frequently do, and the eel's coming out the wrong way. Hmm. However, so both those theories, why is it only happening recently? Exactly. So so I, I think that you've got to figure out the, the why before the kind of how. Hmm. <laughs> Don't you think? I read somewhere that someone had a theory that it gives the seals some sort of pleasurable sensation to snort these eels. Why else would why would you snort anything? That's well, the only reason. Well, it's either, it's either an accident of hunting slash regurgitation or they're doing it for fashion or fun. Mm. Anyway, I endorse it. Could this uh, particular um, uh, species of seal mm. have some sort of nasal G-spot? Quite possibly. The, I just hope it doesn't contribute to their continued uh, endangerment. Well, I mean, if... Or the endangerment of the uh, eels. Well, the eels matter. are dying. There's no there's no two ways about that. Well, those individual ones, but like 
as a, a species. Well, what I think is probably a, a dangerous thing is that if you get a young kind of hip Hawaiian monk seal, right, and he's trying to impress his mates and they're all doing eels, mm. right, <laughs> doing lines of eel. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Now, you're going to get somebody who's going to try and just go that extra bit hardcore and go go and eel up each nostril. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They get stuck there. That's when you start losing juvenile monk seals. Mm. And they're already endangered. Mm. So I don't know if there's got to be some sort of awareness program or something just to try and teach them it's not worth being a tough guy. Yeah. Or maybe the look is just one eel, like one earring. (laughs) Right, okay. Mm. One glove. Yeah. One eel. I, I don't think one glove's... A good thing. Not a lot goes well with people with one glove. Well, at one point it was quite the look. Yeah, no, Mm. I get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I enjoyed that eel story. Yeah. Well, I mean, scientists are still working on it as far as we can tell. Good, as they should. That is a priority. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, if if you're in Hawaii and if you see a kind of seal trying to get off its face on eel, you know, uh, know, try and talk it down if you can. (laughs) Uh, all right. What have you got prepped for me? All right. Well, you don't even know, so this is an exciting surprise. I have a few products. I couldn't choose just one, but that's okay. So weird products you've found? Weird products. Weird vintage products that are kind of... Some of them are timely to the current pandemic situation. <laughs> yeah. And all of them would be highly appropriate for your general weird uh, shut-in style uh, incel or socially isolated pervert. Okay. So, all right. So, that's so either somebody um, fearful of a pandemic mm. or someone who's a creepy pervert. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's the spectrum. Yep. Okay. So, first we have... And this is a vintage ad that really has captured my attention. Stuffed girls' heads. Oh. Uh, being not a visual medium, I am very sorry you can't all see it, but I am showing my husband right now. Yeah, we can post these up after. Okay. Stuffed, in quotation marks, girls' heads, exclamation mark, only $2.98, which well, that's is incredibly just, That's good a value. bargain, yeah. So what we've got there is, you know, like... The typical moose head you might have on a plaque yes, sitting on, on a plaque, wall. Yes, on a plaque, yes, yes. Except it is a lady's head. It's somewhat like a sort of um, a mannequin who's quite heavily made up in a fairly well, 1950s style, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, it looks like a kind of early sex doll head. Yeah. Let's be, let's be honest. And is there some kind of uh, advertorial blurb that goes with that? There certainly is. But before we get to that, I will point out this lovely little... Um, yeah. At the bottom, there's... a. Uh, a banner <laughs> with the word conquest tastefully scripted underneath the mounted head. That so, is lovely calligraphy, I have to say. It that. is. It's very nice design. So with that in mind, the ad says as follows. Blondes, redheads and brunettes for every man to boast of his conquests. The first realistic likeness of the exciting women who play an important part in every man's life. And one of the nicest qualities is that they don't talk back. Very Mm. important. Accurately modelled to three-quarters life-size of real gals (laughs) 
and moulded on skin-textured pliable plastic, these heads are so lifelike they almost breathe. Saucy, glittering eyes, full, sensuous mouth, and liquid satin complexion combined with radiant hair colours give astonishing realism to these rare and unique trophies. Blonde's redhead or brunette mounted on a genuine mahogany plaque is complete and ready to hang on the wall for excitement and conversation. Only $2.98 plus 37 cents shipping charges. Full money back guarantee. I'm not sure what the conditions are there exactly. Because it doesn't hang on the wall well. I mean. Send it to Honor House Products Corporation in Lynbrook, New York. Okay, so I think you were being kind before mm. with your spectrum. You mm. forgot necrophiliacs in there. Well, this is pretty it's, Ted Bundy-esque it's stuff, got a, isn't it? quite a necrophiliac feel to it. So, what do you think is the angle there? So, you might uh, you might feel a need to boast about uh, women you've slept with. So, you might get one of these that looks a bit like someone you've been with and sort of li- start lining your wall with them. So, people you can point them out to people when they come over. Look, I'm guessing that the man who buys this has never slept with any woman. Right. So, it's, yeah, it's purely uh, a false claim. But, like, what kind of wanker puts any sort of animal head on their wall on a plaque is the question. Well, it, pe- inadequate ones, usually, you Okay, would think. so then you can take that and multiply it by several factors. <laughs> uh, someone who's deeply socially and sexually inept and feels a need to, yeah, get their conquest lady head on their wall, so... We'll uh, we'll post this up sometime after the episode releases, but it is quite a creepy sight to behold, so uh, you can look forward to that. Yeah, I would say this is the blonde version we see here in the ad. Yeah. Sort of like um, Marilyn Monroe's hick cousin mounted on mahogany. (laughs) Who, Who kind of never really got anyone to show how to put makeup on, something like that. And I'm really glad they don't talk back because that would be a bit like... Um, like a singing bass. Yes. <laughs> what would she say if she could talk? You were great. Yeah. Big boy. I wish I'd never upset you. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... What else you got? All right, moving right along. Social distancing yeah. is our reality at the moment and... Uh, if you're the kind of person that just can't resist grabbing an ass, giving a good old pinch when you see one, any yep. kind of ass, then yep. you need the Italian fanny pincher. Oh, yeah. All right. What, are we, what is it? Oh, so it's like a kind of one of those grabbers you might get in a show bag. It's like the kind of, you know, like picking rubbish off the ground, off the ground. style yeah, yeah, grabber. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, however, it's grabbing end looks a little bit like a dinosaur head, would you say? It does. Does, is that meant to kind of take a bit of the uh, creepiness out of the finding you, that your ass pinch? You go, oh, it's a funny little dinosaur. Possibly. It's genuine Italian, though. It's genuine <laughs> Italian fanny pinching. <laughs> what is the genuineness and Italianness of it exactly? Let, let's explore that. Right. It's the hottest selling tourist item in all of Europe, and it's now available in the USA. Great for all shapes and sizes. Flat fannies, <laughs> curvy fannies, small fannies, and large fannies. One pinch of fits all. Kind yeah, of situation. exactly. Yeah. Sensational party item, outstanding conversation piece. See, 
we have a theme here because mm. apparently the woman's head mounted on your wall is also a great conversation piece. Right. Durably made, over 22 inches long. So I think you're keeping a re- – it's not the mandated 1.5 to 2 metres, but right. you're definitely – Protecting yourself rather than going right in for the intimate pinch. Okay. Now, ooh, yeah. Show it at the office or shop. It brings a million laughs. Oh. <laughs> Everyone who sees it will want this clever novelty. And there is, hopefully we will put this up also, a yeah. beautiful little illustration oh, of yeah. a man grabbing a woman's rear end while she screams, Eek! Eek. Yeah. With the little dinosaur head. Yeah. and. It's only a dollar fifty. Only a dollar fifty. It's even cheaper than the mounted woman's head. We got a year for this fifties, sixties. Uh look, I don't know. I think we have to go on the price I, alone. I think that's a bargain in any decade. I'll be honest. I, I think it's probably fifties or sixties, mm. if I had to guess. Now, the recurring theme throughout all this is that they suspect that a lot of men have trouble starting conversations. Yes. In company. Yes. So you need some sort of uh, creepy accessory, uh, highly or offensive gimmick of some kind. Oh yeah. To start a to start a conversation with. Clearly, that woman, uh, despite the fact that she's yelling "eek," I'm sure she's having just as much of a laugh as everybody else about it. I'm just glad that it will fit any size ass you want to grab. I think that's good value. I appreciate the fact they factored that into the design. I don't want to be buying a different pincher for different asses. I see. Mm. Like that's I want expensive. value for money. Yeah. I want I want my dollar fifty to kind of stretch to as many asses as it can. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate that. Yes. So yeah, I think that's really something that would be good for the uh, modern day pervert in this era of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to obviously touch. Oh, the woman's ass with your bare hands. you're going to sexually assault someone... No, you have you to do wanna, it safely. You want to... I guarantee that you're not going to get sick as a result of it. I think that's fantastic. For sure. All right, and I bring you my final product. This one, I'll just get... I'm going to just jump straight into it. It's called a trained drinking monkey. Right. It's a faithful companion. Is this for people having trouble starting conversations with their friends? I would suspect if your mounted lady's head and your ass pincher didn't do the job and you still found yourself alone, you're socially isolating, you haven't got the girlfriend, despite mm, the excellent, and, excellent yeah. technique, mm. you can get yourself a trained drinking monkey for only fourteen ninety nine. Well, hang on. That's a, that's a step up to what we've been spending it's so far. It's a lot more. However, you'll never drink alone again. Right. It likes all sorts of ales and liquors. It's not particular about brands. So okay. this monkey has been trained to just be an absolutely oh. un, unconcerned with brands, not discerning, uh, complete pisshead monkey. Sorry, this is an actual monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a okay. real monkey. So I haven't, I haven't seen the picture no, no. yet. <laughs> There's the picture. It's a monkey. All right, it's an actual monkey. It's a living creature that has been... Okay. So Somehow brutally trained. Trained to drink. To drink whatever shit you pour down its bloody throat. Okay, it likes all sorts of ales and liquors, not particular about brands, can be taught to pick pockets, but we didn't tell you that. Oh, right. Okay, and you can specify if you'd like your trained drinking monkey to be smoking or non-smoking. Wow. Which is important because, you know, you don't want a smoking monkey if you're no, a non-smoker. I guess not. You don't want your non-smoking monkey looking at you judgmentally if you're home alone, drinking your liquor and smoking. Yeah. You want to be, you know, 
on the same page. I'd love to know kind of the uh, the you know the training process for that. <laughs> I don't think I do want to know. No, well, okay, <laughs> I think it would yeah, involve no, immeasurable cruelty. Yeah, as you, you're right, that's uh, <laughs> that's probably something I'll step back away from. So, I mean, really, the good thing is with that, you don't have to share your good piss with it. No, it'll you can, drink anything. You can, it'll, it sounds like it'll drink some, metho if yeah, necessary. You can get a, a, bottle, a cheap bottle of something, save your good stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you've got a drinking buddy right there. Um, that's appalling. And yet, really clever. Uh, <laughs> for right now, people, you know, self-isolating. Yeah. They're home. All they've got is their... Dan Murphy's delivery and internet porn, their woman head on the wall, yeah. doesn't talk. I mean, what company is that? And you've been laid off. This monkey can be taught to pick pockets Do you with th- no, you know, health adversity to you because you don't have to go and pick the pockets you go, yourself. I don't know why it's picking pockets. Yeah, yeah. So no, it happened to have brought me a few hundred dollars yeah. home today. Do Very you handy. think it needs a few drinks under its belt before it? can work up to picking a pocket or is it straight in there? I don't think that's a moral issue for it and right. that a few drinks might... Hamper sort of, the ability? Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. might just be a bit more clumsy. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, do we live in better times than then when these were available? It's for other people to debate, I suppose. I, I can't say for sure. Well, no, okay. Here in Australia this year we've had fires and floods and now horrible disease. So do we live in better times? Maybe we need to go back to... Drinking monkeys and and ass grabbing dinosaurs. I, I think drinking monkeys could make a comeback mm. in this current climate. Yeah, probably fair. Thank you so much for bringing those to me. Well, I'll enjoy uh, sticking those up and seeing uh, what people think of those. Which one would you say is your favourite? Your mounted woman head, your fanny pincher, or your trained drinking monkey? Well, that's an interesting question. Favourite, as in what I'd be happiest to have, or that had the biggest effect on me. Probably the latter. Uh, I am fairly haunted by the image of the woman's head on a plaque, mm. I have to say. Mm. Um, uh, and, that you know, that's hard for me to say because <laughs> I am obsessed with monkeys and chimps. Yes, so, I am a bit surprised. So the, it is difficult for me to pass that up, but I, I don't think I'll be forgetting that image in a little while. Yeah, there's just a lot to still unpack there. I'm just still thinking you've apparently slept with her and it says conquest, but mm. now she's on your wall. Therefore, you killed yeah. and dismembered her. Yeah. What a sleep that, I think. Well, either you killed her or you're so rueful that she got away that you'd like to kill her, and this is the next best thing. Ah, right. So this is uh, just an homage to her Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to bring you a product now, a weird product of the week. And, um, you know, on reflection, it's not actually that weird. It's actually bloody brilliant. Okay. It makes a lot of sense, too. It is a towel, right? Sounds groundbreaking. There's more. Oh. But wait, there's more. Mm. Halfway, like, the, the towel is uh, split in half. Not literally, but, but it's mm-hmm. divided in mm-hmm. half by... Somewhat like a maxi bond? No, no, no. Well, yes. Yeah, but... Uh, but just in colour. So one color, one side is colour brown and one side is colour kind of light. Oh, I don't like the, where this is going. <laughs> On the lighter side uh, is printed the word face. Yeah. On the darker side is printed the word butt. Yeah. So your towel is sectioned off yeah. 
So you know to dry your face with the face part and your ass with the ass part. What about the rest of your body? Well, it's somewhere in the middle, I suppose. Mm. Is but, it like a, is it a gradient or a straight line? No, a straight line. You, yeah, so I mean, you have to choose where you're going to dry your arms and your legs. And, well, you'd probably imagine the face part would be a lot well, more sodden. The, the butt part should be certainly smaller. Yeah, enough. okay. These are practical things. I'm guessing didn't work their way through the uh, through the mm. eggheads nutting this out. Mm. But yeah, unless uh, you know, it's meant to be for people of a larger variety who, whose asses are fifty percent of their body. Yeah, mm. you've seen those people occasionally. <laughs> so yeah, but I thought that was great. Like I, uh, you know, how many times have you probably put uh, their ass something you've just kind of jammed up your ass to dry it near your face honestly probably never because i don't tend to jam things up my ass to dry it you're meant to go along with me sorry yes yes that is a very good idea because i'm so tired of jamming things up my ass and then rubbing my face with them yeah good oh i'm glad we were on the same page there mm. all right i'm going to give you a parting oddity mm. as we wind down here and it is simply that most lipsticks contain fish scales. Did Ooh. you know that? Uh, I, I think I did, actually, yes. Yeah, right. What do you know about it? Well, most lipsticks contain all sorts of weird shit, like crushed beetles and, yeah. Sorry? Well, that's where originally the red colour in makeup comes from. Really? Yeah. It's a specific beetle. Right. So, so what, originally, and then they had to replicate it in some way. I think they still do use it often. Let me... Huh. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll just tell you what I've got here, which is that uh, the fish scales have something known as pearlescence, the silvery substance that's that's in the fish scales. It's primarily sourced from herring and can be found in many lipsticks, nail polishes and other cosmetic products to give that shimmery effect. Mm. Ah, here we are. Now, my pronunciation might be very wrong. It's either... Cochineal or cochineal beetles provide the pigmentation for red lipsticks. Right. So what do they do? Just crush the fuckers right up. Exactly. Then, yeah. Totally. And then throw They've been in. doing it for decades, if not centuries. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, some lipsticks have chili in them to plump the lips. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, fish scales are in there. Titanium dioxide. That sounds nice and healthy. Wow. Well, I think it's the first time I've given anyone a weird story that's, that's just you. the person's come back and trumped over the top of. Well, what can I say? Uh, well, don't... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a knowledgeable lady when it comes to lipstick uh, ingredients. For sure. For some reason. For sure. I'm not going to argue that. I'm going to say uh, thank you very much for being on the podcast, though. You're welcome. I'm going to keep reading about lipstick yeah, please do. ingredients. It's really disturbing. And uh, I hope everyone stays safe out there. Goodbye.